Welcome to the March 11, 2012 edition of Taking With You. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. band called Bleach. Did you know I like Bleach? Mm, I like Bleach to get mold and nubby things out. Only one for me, you are the one that set me I don't like how Bleach smells though. Well, I don't know how these guys smell. I've never, <laughs> never been around them. Bleach, okay. they have a, a few albums out. I really like them though. I, kinda, I think they they're just kind of kind of got a grungy cool sound to them. That's why I like them. Cool. So you'll hear some of their music throughout the throughout the uh, podcast You're on today. A, on a, a I'm on a bleach kick. Kick, yeah. Yep. Okay. So there. Well, today we are on our fourth in the series of Sunday Cool. We're talking about the life of Joseph today. Uh, we are going to be talking about an interesting subject that I think mostly everybody will be able to relate to, and the subject is. When you are in a in a rough situation, sometimes it's very easy to get lost and so concentrated on yourself that you don't really do any good for anybody else. And we're going to see in Joseph's life, when he was in prison, he actually used his gifts and his talents to bless those people around him. And as a result of that, it got him noticed. Hmm. So we're going to talk about that today. That's cool. Yeah. Plus, we have comments from everybody about dreams. Do they think that dreams are spiritual, or are dreams just something that happened because of pizza the night before? Hmm. We have lots of comments, like 17 of them on yes, the on the Facebook page. So stick around. We will be right back. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. Did you know that you can now hear the Taking With You podcast on the go on the Stitcher Radio 
It's on-demand news, talk, and more on your mobile phone. Yeah, you can listen to Amy and I on your mobile phone. Foam? Phone. <laughs> the latest episode's always available to you. you don't, no syncing. You don't have to hook up your, your phone to the computer. And no memory or storage is wasted. It's available on your iPhone, the iPad, Android phones, and beyond. Downloading is super easy. You just go to Stitcher.com or check out your app store, Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Yeah, they don't sing. They don't have a lot of bad stuff in their in their songs. <laughs> I was being funny. Their lead singer is Clorox. <laughs> is he really? No. Okay. You believe me? I don't know. You never know these days, you know? Yep, we're on Stitcher Radio now. Yeah, I downloaded the app, but I haven't tried listening to anything on there yet. You'll That's have pretty to cool. show So are our now. friends, like when we played our the promo for... Uh-huh. Alan Joyce's uh, Disneyland podcast, The uh-huh. Tales from the Mouse House. They're on Stitcher as well. And I listen cool. to them on that. Yeah. Well, you'll have to show me how to do that. And then I won't have to go to iTunes and every time I want to listen well, to Well, you know, it's interesting. Show. I listen to uh, I listen to podcasts on all sorts of mediums. And sometimes I listen to part of it on Stitcher. And then I listen to the rest on iTunes or part on the web. And then I stream, you know, stream it on the web. And then I listen to it on Facebook. It's just, it depends on what's going on. Because I'm all over the place. I, I found that I end up streaming um, a lot of podcasts on my iPhone because I don't always remember to download them before yeah, I leave. Yeah. And um, so I'm trying to figure out where I am in my Bible podcast because I listen to about six of them streaming. So I got to figure out which one I. Ah, uh, you'll figure it out. Uh, that's you'll a, figure that's it out. That's the hard part because it's not. Um, I don't know how to describe it. If you download them, you know where you were. Yeah. Because you have like a record yeah. on iTunes. But yeah, it works though. It does. And if you use Stitcher, you'll find that it actually remembers where you were at and starts you off. It's oh, really cool. Good. Yeah, it's good. really cool. So you'll have to show me how to it's do It's really that. easy. I'll get you some favorites and you can just listen, listen, listen to your heart's content. Ah, oh, yes. That sounds good. All right. Crazy stuff around our neighborhood, huh? Yes. We had a, I I think yesterday I was at work and and I I got home. It was just just, about lunchtime when this happened. Yeah. But when I got home a few hours later, I found out there was a madman on the loose with the gun. Yeah. Our neighborhood was actually on the national news. Actually, my friend Harry, clear from, where is he at? Austria. Austria. Got a hold of me on Twitter and said, or on Facebook and said, "Man, sounds like it's crazy around you." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then he shows me, and <laughs> he and knew about it. Before he knew about we it before did. we did. <laughs> well, about ten minutes from our house, yeah, is the co- county courthouse, mm-hmm. 
And yesterday around noon, this guy walked into the courthouse and he um, was confronted by a, a, a state patrol officer, a state patrol officer or a sheriff deputy? I think a deputy. Yeah, anyway, sure. it was a lady deputy that confronted him because he just didn't look right. And he stabbed her, grabbed her gun and shot, shot her, her twice or shot her once. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, but a judge saw this happening and he ran down the stairs and he pinned the guy against the wall. The guy uh, stabbed, stabbed him, him as well and then ran out the front door. Well, and this is how small our community is. You you actually sang at the judge's wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually sang at that judge's wedding, yeah. Yeah, and I but mean, here's the good the good ago. thing is the deputy's okay. Mm-hmm. And they and got released that the, the that day, and the judge yeah. is okay, and he's released as well. We just pray for a, a real quick recovery for them. But here's the scary part: our our uh, county courthouse has no metal detectors or security, mm-hmm. yeah. so anybody anytime could walk in with a gun or whatever and and hurt somebody um, here at our county courthouse. Well, and so not good. We're a pretty small county. Can, you know, Southwest Washington is a bunch of fairly small towns. We actually live in one of the largest towns kind of. Yeah. Um, you're getting a call. Yeah. Can you pause that? Sure. Catherine? Hold on. We'll be right back. Hello. What are you seeing? <gasps> Have you never heard this? No. It's uh, Flight of the Concords. It's it's a it's a song about after the ro- robots kill all the humans. Okay. And take over the world. Well, and they go, the humans are dead. That's right, they are dead. The humans are dead. I poked this one. It's dead. <laughs> it's good. I gotta make you listen to it. Alrighty then. <laughs> Anomaly, something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity. Irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Okay, you're done with your phone call now. Yes, Catherine was finding shoes at Ross that she didn't need. Girls and shoes. Girls and shoes. She has now, like I have not so seen shoes. guys really get crazy over shoes ever. Our know. oldest went through a, a shoe phase. Shoe phase? But no, then he went into college and wore out most of his shoes because he didn't have money to buy new ones. Shoes. But, okay, yeah. so we were talking mm-hmm. about the crazy man. So this guy runs out the front of the courthouse mm-hmm. and runs over to a lawyer's office, which is by there, uh, asked to use their phone. He's got the officer's gun in his pocket, mm-hmm. calls his mom. Yeah. This 32-year-old guy calls his mom. His mom picks him up, and they drive away. All the while, the SWAT teams are moving in, and they're surrounding a house they think that he ducked into. So did the lawyer have any idea no. that uh-uh. he had just shot someone? Not so far. Okay. These are the sketchy details. Yeah. So um, all of a sudden, uh, last night, and or actually this morning, 
they actually plastered his face and his mom's face all over the news. Mm-hmm. All over Facebook. The mom turns her TV on and goes, oh, no. <laughs> she didn't have any <laughs> She's idea. She's on a wanted poster. And so she calls the police and says, you know, hello, I don't know what's going on here, but my, my face is... Well, anyway, long story short, she shows them where... Or she tells them where the the son is. They surround it up in the Olympia area, and they take him into custody. So he's now in jail. Mm-hmm. Phew! But they had mm-hmm. the whole town on lockdown. There's only four thousand oh, people in the okay. town. Okay, my daughter's best friend goes to Montecino High School. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a half day yesterday. Yeah. I think yeah. there's conferences or something. So they were supposed to get out at like eleven or eleven thirty. And here it was four o'clock or so in the afternoon, and they were still locked down. Some kids were in <coughs> their gym class all afternoon, yeah. you know, and they didn't have lunches, I don't think, because no. they were all locked in their classrooms. So they kind of so caused it. It was kind of, yeah. We don't know what the guy's crazy. motive was or anything like that. Well, I guess we'll unfold as time goes on and we'll see. But yeah. uh, that's pretty big excitement for around here. It's a small little place. Yeah. That doesn't usually I guess, happen. You know, I guess in big cities you hear more of stabbings and shootings and but stuff. Here but here it's just hardly ever Yeah, happens. I mean... There's shooting deer and stuff. There's a lot of hunting and sure, stuff. Sure, but like that's that, different. But you eat those. You don't usually eat judges. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good thought. No. 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 Especially because he's kind of a friend of our family. <laughs> Just saying. No. A little bit di- hunting is well, different. I'm I'm really thankful that neither of them, you know, were um had life-threatening injuries, but I'm yes, sure that's good. They could have. I I'm mean, sure it's never the deputy said this morning uh, when they interviewed her, she's just happy to be alive mm-hmm. because the guy took the deputy's gun. Yeah, when he stabbed and her, he, she got the gun out. She was gonna uh, stop him, and he uh, knocked her over, and the gun fell out of her hand, and he picked it up and took it. Yeah, and that's he, when he shot her. He shot her in the shoulder, so yeah. a few inches down, and she'd be dead. Yep. But um. So we're just glad yeah. that she didn't get hurt. Yeah. I mean, worse than she got hurt, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So that was the excitement around our neighborhood yesterday. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. A little too much. Now, I had more fun because there's other exciting things that happened this week. Okay. The first thing is that we went and got our taxes done. Yay, it's and over. <laughs> yes. Well, see, we do. We have our businesses and stuff, and I don't do our taxes because I, I mess up on it. We told everybody last week, you know, that we were going to go. We didn't know if we were going to have to pay or not. But the good thing is we do not have to pay um, to the IRS. We actually get a little bit of money back, a a lot less than we usually do. But, hey, we're happy that we didn't have to pay, and we're very grateful for that. And grateful for our accountant. He's a nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. So now I just have to pay him, Mm -hmm. and he'll be happy, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's a good news. Thanks for praying for us and uh, all that jazz because that's never fun. Doing taxes is never fun. Never fun. I don't know anybody. Well, maybe some accountant people like doing it, but I don't. They probably like getting paid for doing taxes. That's probably the truth. <laughs> but they probably don't like doing them either. Yeah. I don't but know. the other exciting thing that happened yeah. this week was geeky news. Okay. On Wednesday. Apple did their big presentation of some new things that are coming out. Yeah, you're more impressed than I am. But go ahead and say what you're impressed about. Well, I went ahead and I uh, tuned in 
on uh, some live blogging and they were telling me, you know, they didn't do it live streaming, of course, because I don't know, I don't know why, but they didn't. So who does it now that that Steve Jobs? I don't. Jobs, I always say his name wrong. Has passed away. Um, yeah. His the team. So someone that people works. that I guess are familiar. I mean, if somebody really knows Apple, they probably knew who those people were. But mm-hmm. it says who they are underneath. Anyway, okay. they announced uh, a lot of different things, but the biggest thing that affected me, at least, mm-hmm. was the fact that they're coming out with the new iPad. Yeah, and the new iPad. Um, there was all these speculations running around. They didn't call it the iPad three; they simply called it the iPad. So now it looks like it's going to be like the iPod, except different versions of it will come out. Okay, that's the speculation. But anyway, the biggest thing that it has on it is a, a new camera and a, a a brand new display, so that you get um, high definition, uh, better than Blu-ray. It's just beautiful. And uh, a faster processor for the graphics. Uh, what else do they have new on it? Um, uh, you said they had a better camera. Yeah, the better camera. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, you know, on the one that I have, which I love, by the way, um, I can't take um, – it just doesn't take the greatest film. Uh, it has the same camera now, the new one will. Um, as my iPhone has. Mm-hmm. And I love my iPhone camera because it's more pixels or, yeah, megapixels. Mm-hmm. And it just looks really, really good when you do filming on it. It's just really nice. So that's kind of basically what it was. And it also allows you to, um, gosh, there was something else that I would never use on it and I can't remember what it was. But anyway, uh, the prices are the same. So that means the iPad 2 now has gone down in price by $100. So anybody that wants to get an iPad that's pretty much like the new iPad, except for a couple of different things, mm-hmm. you can go buy the iPad, too, for $100 less now. But the other exciting thing that happened mm-hmm. with Apple is that they released a new operating system, an update to the iPad and to the iPhones, iTunes, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And uh, they updated a couple of the programs that I use all the time. One of them was iMovie. And iMovie is what I do a bunch of our videos over at uh, youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. And you can see all sorts of cool videos that I do on the iPad and on the iPhone. Um, It's a really cool little app that you can do video editing on. Well, they added a whole new section on that called movie trailers. Okay, and... You updated mine, too. But I did. will it make any difference with what I do? Because I don't do any of that stuff. Well you, have the, well, you have the latest operating system now, so you're good. Okay. You need to be updated there, so. All right. So you didn't say anything about iTrailers or the trailers for iMovie. Um, oh, you want me to tell everyone that you made some weird ones about our dog? Yeah, it was pretty fun. You, you did one with our dog, um... Being a freaky dog, it says. The scary, the scary, scary movie trailer. Scary movie well, okay. trailer. Okay, it, it gives you, you one with our yeah. dog, um, our dog attacking a flying monkey. No, that wasn't on the movie oh, trailers. Okay. The the add-on to iMovie allows you to put together movie trailers that have already been pre-done, except for the footage. So you add your text, and it already does its thing. It has music. And then it says like uh, like you know when you do like ad libs you remember playing that oh yeah it says like a verb yep a noun yes a color yes well this in particular has the same type of thing and it says right in the little little box action shot mm-hmm. 
far away, close up, and you just you add footage into those little boxes, and then it edits it all by itself, uh-huh. and then plays it back, and it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So you can go look at a couple of them that I did as an experiment. Yeah, on, you, you just kind of uh, put random footage in. The second one, I actually recorded every one of those little. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty funny. The first funny. one, you just kind of put random things. Just stuff I had on my iPad, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun, though. Yeah. So the second one was all about our pets and our crazy cats and yeah, our dog. Yeah, it, it was hilarious. But I just was having fun. Yeah. So that was a cool update. And then, of course, the, my favorite thing that happened was an update to the the music program that I use all day, every day most of the time, and that is GarageBand on the iPad. And they added a whole new section now. Okay. So now there is uh, smart strings, which put a whole orchestra at our fingertips now. Yeah, I saw you playing with that the other day. I have it right here so I can show people what it sounds like. I, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so what it did is it, at, you know, before it had like drums, bass, guitar, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Piano, you know, all that different stuff. Now it has smart strings, which allows you then to do cool things like this. And I love it because you can do different instruments. That's a violin and violas and bass and everything. But you can actually take out some of them and just do the cello. And if you do if you do it in the note part, you actually have a fretboard and you can. And so you can do all sorts of really cool things uh, with the strings now. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do like a uh, <coughs> an orchestral, you can do like cinematic strings like this. So so then if you hit your other stuff with it, you get entire orchestra suites like. Isn't that cool? Very, very. And then they even have like modern strings. So you can move. Just amazing stuff. You can play with that all day, couldn't you? Yeah, I won't bore you. (laughs) 
It, it is pretty, but um, it's really been hilarious. Um, both you and our oldest child play music by ear, and a lot of times you you both are a little bit ADD and you're playing. So you'll play a little bit of this, and then you'll play a little bit of that. It's like, will you just play one song from beginning to end? Well, I'm so glad you said that because I wrote one. Oh, okay. You actually have a whole complete song you can play. It. Yes, it's called Oxidron. Uh, Are you ready? I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm going to turn this down and I'm actually going to play the song. So I'm turning your microphone down. Okay. Say goodbye. Goodbye. There you go. Here it is. This is a. I actually did this all freehand, except for one of the string parts, which I uh, did uh, with the smart strings. The rest of it's just by hand and added the drums and everything. Here it is. go what do you think is my mic turned up again <laughs> yep i turned your mic okay. back on no um, yeah that was nice but that what were you thinking about that like to be background for a, a movie or just that was fun? try out your ipad with the new string section okay that's what it is that's what it was all right sounded nice <laughs> <laughs> you just tolerate me <laughs> Oh, I I enjoy some of your music, um, but but you're definitely more musical than I am. <coughs> yeah, I well, more anyway. musical. It doesn't take very very much to be more musical than I am. I can oh, barely, you style yourself short. You're I actually can, <laughs> a can, lot more musical than most people realize. Oh, I can barely play the radio though. No. Yeah. That's not necessarily true. Okay, how many times a week do I have to ask you how to tune in my radio in the kitchen? 
Okay, well, yeah, but you sing all the time, and oh, you like music. I sing. I just don't sing well. You do, too. You don't sing bad. Oh, mercy, you're being nice. Okay, so. So, okay, so that's kind of exciting for me. So now there's a whole other um, avenue of for me to make music, and I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. So I can't wait to play with that more and really explore all the different things you can do. Because you can actually use the, the bow like a, like a bow in the... On, mm-hmm. on a, a cello and but violin. Now, you, but now that you have your update on your iPad too, yeah, you aren't as itchy fingered to get your hands on an iPad three. You know, I'd like to get one eventually, but quite honestly, at this point, it's really not. It's not really worth it for me to spend another six hundred dollars. Yeah, just you're just getting another call, aren't you? And you people, you're all astronauts on. Some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views? The latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life as it has been is over. Oh my. Oh my indeed, George. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views via Podbeam or iTunes. Check it out. So I'm kind of geeking out because it's fun to get GarageBand updated. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking forward to the next update that they have. I'd like to get horns for the orchestra and percussion instruments that would be like timpanis and xylophones and, you know, stuff like that. So does it cost for every update you get? or No, nope, it, it just... comes with the $5 I spent. Well, wow. actually, somebody bought it for me, so it didn't cost me anything. Wow. You know, that's one Thank you, by the way. I and have... you know who you are. That's one thing I have to say that is so cool. It may cost more for your initial investment into Apple products. But they have good but, software. But yeah, definitely the iPhone and the yeah. iPad have very reasonably priced The software. App Store has really changed. I mean, I remember when, we were, when the computer stuff was first coming out for us, mm-hmm. uh, how expensive software was. Oh, it was so expensive. And, and it was like you would turn around and... You would have to buy a whole new set of of operating software every time you upgraded your computer, or like every year or two, and it would it's it was expensive, yeah. you know. So I really appreciate, even though it costs a little bit more up front, um, worth it. Yeah, and you don't have as many crashes and stuff. So yeah, I I know I probably just stirred up a can of worms here because for years we were. We only bought I, um, PC based, a PC based, um, yeah. But now we, Microsoft, a a friend of mine gave me an Apple laptop, which I really enjoy, Mm -hmm. a MacBook. You upgraded it a little bit, but it, it, and I like it quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, of course, we have the iPads and the iPods and the iPhones. Mm -hmm. And my eventually, what I'd like to do is give you my iPad, Mm -hmm. and then I'll get the new one. What do you think? You know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the iPad, but you really use it. It's more, 
It has more on it than I would probably use. And I probably don't even use it half as much as, you know, other people could. But yeah. I sure use it a lot. You do use it a lot. And I, I, I really I enjoy it. I pretty much just use my iPhone for everything. I, I hardly ever touch a laptop or a computer. Because I pretty much just do um, Facebook and my email and words with friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that on my phone. Yep, so. you do, and I can't pry the phone out of your hand. <laughs> Used to get so mad at me for that. Now yeah. you do it. Yeah. And you don't and you're wondering, oh man, I wonder why I got so upset with him before. And then at work I listen to audiobooks and podcasts yeah. and stuff yes, on you my do. phone. So. so there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, we we could talk forever, and I we've got a really stuff. cool subject to talk about today, though. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get jump into the Bible and chapter uh, 40 of uh, Genesis and talk a little bit about Joseph's life, how it relates to us, the stories in the Bible and what they mean to us today, because a lot of times I think people just read stories and they and it's a good story, but they don't ever apply it. Mm-hmm. Like why, why would, because here, here's what I believe. I believe that scripture is for us to look at and learn from, mm-hmm. not necessarily take it and and beat people over the head with it because I don't think that's cool. Or, you know, tell people they're bad because they don't this, do this particular scripture. I believe scripture is really for a personal um, revelation on how to live life. And the reason that the stories in the Old Testament are there are not just as a history lesson, but they're also to look at and to learn from how do we apply these to our everyday life. And so far... Joseph's life has been pretty awesome as we've been reading about it and deals with everyday stuff just like we like we deal with. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, we will jump into chapter 40 and we're going to talk about um, when you're in the midst of a, of a problem or a, a difficult situation, which many of us find ourselves in at times, how do we... How do we rise to the top in those situations, and how do we make the best of it and actually help the people around us instead of being selfish and always just nursing our own wounds? Is there a way to look outward? And what happens when you look outward? Does Do you stay longer in the, in the problems, or does somehow that help you get out of them? That's what we're going to talk about. should be fun. Okay. Stick around. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomer's podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series, Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.
Well, we have been talking about the life of Joseph on our series called Sunday Cool. Happened to be the first place that we decided to jump into in Genesis. And that's in the Old Testament of the Bible. And we're, we're explaining, as you read the stories that you see in the Old Testament, how they apply to our everyday life. Because I think a lot of times people will hear Scripture or they'll see a Bible verse quoted or something like that, and it just doesn't apply. You know, they just look at it and they go, what's that all about? And that's most of the time that's people beating you over the head with a Scripture. And did you know, this is an interesting fact, that the Bible was never written as a weapon against human beings. Did you know that? Yeah. It's, it's supposed to encourage and show, give wisdom. And basically, it's a love letter from God to human beings. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, people have turned it into, um, you know, something to bash people over the head and be judgmental and mean and nasty about. And that's not our angle on it at all. We, When we talk about the Bible, we're going to learn something out of it for our everyday life. That's the reason that those stories are there, so that we can get wisdom and understand uh, and understanding, which I think is an important thing to get nowadays. I don't know about you, but I I come up pretty short when it comes to wisdom and stuff like that, and it's nice. Wisdom is, is good because wisdom is more than knowledge. People can have a lot of knowledge, but wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. Yeah. So that you can have a, a positive and, outcome. And what a better way than to see somebody go through something and say to yourself, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'll learn from them. That has kept us from a lot of heartache over the years, mm-hmm. at least for me. Or And sometimes we can't help but going through different situations. And, you know, wisdom will help you get through them and... And be okay at the other end. You know, there are bad things that happen to good people. There are situations that happen to everyone. Um, but wisdom will will help guide you through the rough spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we believe that really all wisdom comes from God. That's mm-hmm. our belief. And I mean, you do learn some practical things as you're going through life. But I really believe that God is the one who gives us the ability to get wisdom. He made our brains. Yeah, he did, and we should probably use them. (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. I think a lot of times people don't use them, and that's the problem. Wow, I can hear myself better now. What what happened? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know you couldn't hear yourself. Sorry. Okay. Okay, so we're going to jump right into what's going on here. Um, Let's let's give everybody a a little preview, or not a preview, but a little, um, what do you call it, Uh, last time. Summary of what summary of what's gone on. Okay, so Joseph's been sold into slavery. He mm-hmm. worked for Potiphar, uh, who was the captain of the guard for Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Um, Potif- Potiphar's wife wants to sleep with him. He says no because he's a man of integrity, and she ends up uh, ripping his coat off of him as he flees from her because as she makes advances on him, and then she accuses him of of trying to rape her. Mm-hmm. And so Potiphar doesn't listen to Joseph. He he just throws him. I don't think he even asked Joseph. No, he what just threw him in prison. He just yeah listened to his wife, and that yeah. was it. Blood is thicker than water, they mm-hmm. say. So Joseph go, gets put into prison, and then what we find out last time, we found out that he gets put into prison. He's falsely accused. He gets put into prison, and. Everybody likes him in the prison, even the leadership in the prison, the prison captain of the prison and everything. 
And now Joseph is one of the main people in charge as a prisoner. Mm -hmm. He's risen to the top yet once again in his life. And now he's helping out in the prison. And that's where we start our next part. All right. So here we go. In chapter 40 of Genesis, and this is in the New Living Translation, it says, Sometime later, so we don't know how long he was in there at this point, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials, and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time, and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? he asked them, and they replied, We both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first. He said, In my dream, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches and began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The, the, the three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when the things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now... I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had been given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represents three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. The birds will come and peck your way at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position, so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker, just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Interesting, huh? That wasn't very nice. <laughs> no, well, yeah. It happens sometimes, though. We all, you know, people get on with their lives and they forget. Well, what we're going to find out, as you read ahead in the story... Mm -hmm. is that two years go by, and then the pharaoh has a dream and needs somebody to interpret it, and that's when the cupbearer remembers. Mm -hmm. So two years. Okay, so let's let's look back at this little part of the story here. Mm -hmm. Not very little part, really, when you think about it. Here's Joseph, who has been through a really rough time, and all of us probably at one point or another 
in our lives have been through a rough time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Joseph knows how to make the best out of situations. And I don't know exactly if it's just the grace of God upon him or if he has some ways of figuring this out. I don't know. I think he does say, though, and he and he remembers to say, you know, that God is really in charge. Mm-hmm. And he continues to acknowledge God through this whole, whole this whole process. Yeah, and it even says in several of the, the scripture passages, and God was with him. Right, and in this case, here he is uh, as one of the supervisors in the jail, even though he is a prisoner. The the two uh, officials from Pharaoh's um, uh, staff, I guess, get thrown into prison, and he's in charge of those those particular prisoners. Hello. And so so they get put in prison and he's talking to them and he noticed that they he actually noticed that they were feeling down. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the time if you're thrown into prison unjustly mm-hmm. or if something happens in our lives that is unjust, we have a tendency to dwell on that and think about that all the time. We aren't really looking around at anybody around us usually. Mm-hmm. We're usually pretty self-centered and saying woe is me. Joseph had a different attitude, though, and instead of giving and caving into that, he was actually real listening and watching the people around him. Mm-hmm. That's how he knew that they were troubled. And I find that fascinating because I think that is really a key that we can learn from Joseph's life. Even though we might be going through rough stuff, it's always important to stop for a moment and look around and see if there's anybody that needs help. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're really talkative today. I, I'm really enjoying your comments. I was actually in deep thought. <laughs> and, and what would that thought be? Well, I, I was just thinking about times in my life that have been real stressful. And there are times that I've been good at looking outside of myself and seeing other people's needs. And there are times where I haven't been. <laughs> And I've just what do you like think the difference is more introspective and why why do you think sometimes parties? yeah what what's the difference um you know I'm not totally sure I think that sometimes um <coughs> sometimes it's just hard to get past ourselves and other times I think we're we're being more um. God-centered or God-focused, and I think when we're more God-focused, we tend to notice people around us more, mm-hmm. um, and when we're being more self-focused, we're more introverted and thinking about ourselves. Well, I think it's the difference between <coughs> getting through something unscathed or getting th- through something with wisdom versus being damaged. Mm-hmm. And I think we all, the interesting part about that is that really has to do with our attitude. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't have anything to do with the circumstances because the circumstances were bad, mm-hmm. period. But Joseph decided to make the best out of the situation. And instead of doing a pity party, he looked outside. So here's a key for us. If we're in a mm-hmm. situation where we're having a rough time, maybe it's a season of we feel like we're in prison. Or we feel like we're down, or we—it's just a rough time right now. Mm-hmm. The key then for us would be to force ourselves out of the 
pity party and to look around and see if there's anybody within our situation or our circle that needs help and then help them. Yeah. And I think, I think that is, is a key. It's not always easy to do. No, I didn't say it was easy. But I think that is a key to to getting past our pity party. And Well, I and also I, think and, if you look at the story, it's a key uh, to getting out of prison. Yeah. Yeah. Because Joseph, even though he was a, a slave in this situation, was really free in God. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really matter his circumstances where he was. It mattered where his his heart was. Well, and then... You could say the reverse of that is also true sometimes. Sometimes you could look at externally at people and they could have yachts and swimming pools and Lots every, of material every single thing that you would think of as having a successful life of freedom, mm-hmm. every opportunity possible, and yet inside they could be bound up. Yep. So it, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter as much our outside circumstances as it does where our heart is and if our heart is free or not. And what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Which is really something, a life lesson for all of us because we really don't know where people are at. Only God really knows the inside of a heart. Mm-hmm. Better than we do even. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he he does something really interesting. They, he says, hey, what's going on with you guys? They both say, well, we had these dreams and we're disturbed by them. And he goes, well, and now instead of saying, now notice this, he didn't go, well, you know what? I'm a great dream interpreter. I am the, I am the man. Tell me your dreams. What is he, what's the first thing out of his mouth? I don't have that right in front of me, so you're going to have to help me. <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth is God is the one who interprets dreams. Mm. So he immediately acknowledges that God is the one that's going to interpret these dreams and that he is simply going to connect with God to, to get the answer. Mm-hmm. And so then he gives the answer. He gives a favorable response to the, to the uh, cupbearer and an unfavorable thing to the, I feel bad though. It's like a Monty Python movie when uh, the first guy gets a good answer, you know, and then mm-hmm. like the bridge of death ever in Monty Python. Ah. Yeah. What, what's your favorite color? Blue, no, red. Ah, yeah. Because yeah. he goes, oh, bridge keeper, I'm not afraid. African Go ahead, European. ask your question. I don't know. Ah, exactly. Yeah. But here's what happens with the the cupbearer. You know, he does his thing and he gets a good response. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I hope that really is the case. And then the baker's like, oh man, he got a good report. Tell me mine. Tell me mine. Tell me mine. And he doesn't get a very good report. Mm-hmm. And our dog is barking at him. Yeah. So then as time goes on, of course, the three days show up and what Joseph said to them came to pass. He, he interpreted the dreams. God gave him the interpretation. He said what it was, and lo and behold, it happened. Now you would think, since the baker gets, or the baker gets killed and the, the cupbearer gets put back in his position, you'd think the cupbearer would be very thankful for that, but he doesn't remember Joseph and what he did for him. For two years. Hmm. Now, how many times have we had that same type of thing happen in our own lives? We're going through a rough time. We help somebody and they don't even thank us. 
sometimes it's really easy to to blame other people for our situation, even you know though we ask them for a favor or something like that, and they don't remember us. It's difficult. So I I just think that's a that's a life thing that happens to us more than we'd like to admit. And Joseph, that happened to him with the the baker and the cupbearer not remembering. Well, him. the baker couldn't. He was dead. Yeah. But the cut bear didn't remember him for two whole years. Yeah. And that would have had to take a lot of patience and wondering if he would ever remember. Well, he probably gave up, I would imagine, on, on him remembering. Yeah, I would think, well, you know, he's been back with the king a week or two. You would think he'd say something by now. And he didn't. And he didn't. But at the same time, I know that from studying history a little bit, you didn't just strike up a conversation with a monarch, a king, or a pharaoh, or something. No, you had to be in his graces. Or you, something. Yeah, it had to. There had to be an open door right. for you to say something, you know, or else you could possibly be killed. You know, you don't just go in and say, "Hey, king dude or pharaoh dude, hey, what's happening? Hey, I just heard this." You know, right. it it wasn't that casual of a circumstance generally. Um, and so, you know, I think finally, when we come to the next part with the, the Pharaoh having dreams, um, he finally feels like, okay, I have something that I don't think the king will hang me for because this will help him because I know someone that can help him. So he, he gets the courage to say something. But that, that door didn't open for him to bring that up, for it to be the right circumstance. I think most of us have been there before where, like even to our spouse, we're thinking, oh, I'd like to bring up that I, I want to do this or buy that, but um, I think I should just wait until they've had their favorite meal. And, and <laughs> Are you revealing your secrets here that I didn't know about? Well, I think sometimes... You know, if there's something that we really want, sometimes it's best to wait till the right circumstances is, is in place, you know, or a man wants to ask a woman to marry him and, you know, he wants to wait till the timing's right, you know, so he gets the best possible um, circumstance for a possible yes, you know, <laughs> so, Got um, it. Got yeah, it. so I'm thinking, you know, it might not have been time. Until that two-year, you know, came nah, out. That a I think the Bible says exactly what it is. He forgot. He may have forgot. It says yeah, he did. Yeah, and then he it just. And went, then and then when nobody could interpret Pharaoh's dreams, he went, "Wait a second. I know somebody that's really good at that. Yep, and I'll go get him. He's in prison, yeah. but I'll get him for you. And that's really cool. So <clears throat> we will talk about that later. But um, okay, so we've talked about. The whole situation of, of looking outside of ourselves and not being selfish when we're in in a rough time, looking outside and acknowledging that God can help us and then helping others around us. Um, interesting, too, that it, that it wasn't just a, a one-time thing for Joseph. He also was uh, aware enough to be able to, to interpret the dreams. You know, God helped him mm-hmm. to interpret the dreams. And, you know, not everybody thinks that dreams are a spiritual thing. We, In fact, we asked the question... On Facebook, we asked people, um, do you think dreams are spiritual? Are they from God or are they just, you know, from the food you ate last night or whatever? Mm -hmm. And we got a real wide variety of things. Um, 
and I think it's worth listening to the responses that we got. So what what kind of things did we hear? Um, Debbie says, I dream a lot, and most of the time, uh, most I can remember, and others I wish I didn't remember. I, re- I believe that they are spiritual, but are of the subconscious, and um, what is going on in our lives plays a huge role in that. I believe that, too, because sometimes I'll have dreams, and, and I'll wake up and go, what was that all about? And then I'll think about something that happened that day, or somebody I ran into, and then, I'm, oh, okay, I understand now why why that was there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyndon says, no, nothing. No, yes, sometimes. Smiley face. <laughs> okay. So in other words, he's not sure, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cherie says, um, some dreams can be very spiritual. Most times, I think they help process our thoughts. That could be true. I, You know, I don't know. It's weird, I think, sometimes how sometimes the, you remember them and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And I, I, some of them are really vivid. Most of mine are not really vivid, and most of them will fade over the day. Like if I want to remember them, I got to write them down. Mm. Um, but uh, most of my dreams just—they don't even—I don't remember what they are after I've woken up. I have some dreams that I can remember twenty-five, thirty years later, like like they were almost real. Really? Um, I remember one time, and I think this was a spiritual dream. Uh, a couple of weeks before my grandfather went to heaven, I had a dream of him coming down in a choir robe from where the where the choir robes were upstairs in the Sunday school room. And he came down the stairs and he was like singing. And then he sat, we were standing back by the radiators in the back of the church. And then he went and sat down in the chair and and then he just passed away, and all of his friends and family were around him. Uh-huh. And I woke up, and I just kind of had peace because he, he had cancer at that point, and he wasn't very healthy. And, he was um, 98 years old. He was 98 years old. And a couple of weeks later, he he did finally pass, and he wasn't wearing a choir robe, and he wasn't in the church. But, but he said a bunch of angels came and sang to him, yeah. or a bunch of people came. He didn't call them angels. Yeah. He said they were a bunch of people in robes singing with him. My parents heard him singing from the other room. And um, the last few nights he said prayer worked better than pills. He couldn't take pain pills. He had reactions to them. Uh. So he would pray and sing. And these people came in the middle of the night. And they this is sang, what he said. Yeah. And they sang old-time revival songs and taught him some new choruses. And he asked you and I if we were in the choir that came. And, and we were he like, said, no. no. <laughs> but I think it was angels that came and sang to him. But yeah. my my parents heard him singing in the other room. And and then when he finally did pass away, um, all of his children and stuff and a bunch of family and friends were in and out all the time. But um, he had, you know, his family around him. And even though it wasn't like exactly the same as my dream, there were so many similarities that I think it was like a dream that God gave me to say, he's going to be okay. And yeah. it's, you know, he's going to go out praising God. And it, it was kind of a, as good of experience as, as losing someone can be mm-hmm. because he had a real strong faith in God. Yeah. But yeah, so that was one of my most vivid dreams and I can still like close my eyes and see a lot of it still. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Anthony, our friend Anthony, said, I don't believe dreams are predictive or can prophesize anything, but I do believe they can be a sign of a restless mind. I hadn't spoken to my father for years, and then I discovered his, of his passing 10 months after the event. This really affected my sleeping pattern and led to many restless nights, and he featured in most of my dreams. I don't think it was a spiritual or had any meaning. I think it was just the regret and the remorse of having never been able to resolve our differences that played on my mind. Now, I may not agree exactly with what Anthony said here, but I have had this very same type of thing happen. Oh yeah, I think all of us have. And I think it's it's yeah. our I think it's our mind's way. Um now I think it's God's way, but 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 we could say I it's it's our mind's way of dealing and sorting through those emotions. Mm-hmm. I think and I think you hit it on the head, Anthony, when you talk about when we have regret or we have, you know, really upsetting type of thing happen in our lives, that does permeate our dreams, I think. Well, and I I think that I've had some dreams that have been God trying to speak to me, but I think there's a lot of dreams that are just, you know, the hamburger I ate for dinner or something, or just my subconscious well, trying to you process know, Well, I've noticed that, that sometimes it's easier for other people when you tell them your dream to see things than it is mm-hmm. for ourselves. Because we're, you know, it's that old thing, the forest through the trees. Yeah. You know, when we're so close to it, we don't see things as mm-hmm. good as somebody who's removed from it. And then they can go, oh, well, I think it means this. Not that you could, you, you should never ever base, you know, your life on all of your dreaming. I mean, that shouldn't be how you do it because dreams, you know, they can, like us, like we're talking about, they can be emotionally done or, or whatever. Interesting though, if you think about the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, that uh, God spoke to Joseph in a dream. Otherwise, Jesus would have been killed as well, a kid. I think sometimes isn't that interesting? Yeah, and I think. You know, he felt an urgency from that dream because, like, an angel told him to get up and and take his family somewhere else. And I think, (laughs) yeah, I think sometimes you can have, um, I think you should pay attention to your dreams as far as are, are. did the dream give you peace, or did it cause right. you to be anxious? Did are there some you? are there some things you need to work? I remember. Through? I remember one time I I was pretty upset because I thought you had gone out on me in a dream. You went out on me with a Romulan, and and I was dressed Star like Trek. and I was dressed like Michaela from Doctor from Doctor Quinn. Doctor Quinn. I wasn't very happy with you. <laughs> you were mad at me for days. I'm going. <laughs> Have you ever done that though? I, I mean, have gone have, out on you. Have, has any of no? I know that. <laughs> I mean, our listeners, have you ever had a dream and then you were mad at your spouse or you were mad at a friend, and they didn't do anything at all to deserve it? You just had the dream about that. It was weird. I've was had people. Yeah. I've, I've I've had those kind of dreams. It's scary. Yeah. Or 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 you know the dreams. The worst dreams are like you and I are married. Obviously, like being in a relationship with somebody else, and then you realize you're married. And you're like, wait a second, I'm not supposed to be going on a date with this person. I'm married. And then you try to bring it up, and then you can't. And then you wake up, and you're like, oh, thank you, God, it was a dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you've never had any of those dreams, huh? I'm not no. saying. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So Mark says, um, <laughs> we're changing the subject. <laughs> Mark says, doesn't happen very often with me, but when it does, I know that they are always God sent. And so I ask for wisdom from him um, for the understanding of it. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams. Um, that's the prophet Joel, a quote from the Bible. So, so Mark's saying he's not that old yet because he only dreams sometimes. <laughs> 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 no, um, yeah, but that is in the Bible. Well, I think his point is that God does talk about dreams being from Him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean all of them are. Just yeah, I think some of them can be something else. But yeah. go ahead. Lisa says, "I believe dreams have meaning. There have been some pretty significant dreams given to us." that we received meanings of. Not all dreams are pizza dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Some dreams are pizza dreams, but some can be. <coughs> God, you know, sometimes we're so busy during the day um, trying to, you know, earn a living and take care of kids or whatever we do, or cats. <laughs> um, and, and we sometimes don't have the quiet time for God to speak to us. So sometimes he has to speak to us how he can, I guess. Yeah. Angela says, there's much biblical evidence to suggest that God speaks to us through our dreams. We do have to be careful. Often we tend to over-spiritualize and want every image and every dream to mean something <laughs> significant. And it was um, only last night's pizza. This is where discernment comes in. I think we have to be careful about trying to interpret our own dreams as well. In the Bible, when someone had a dream, it was often someone else who delivered the interpretation or confirmed the interpretation, confirmed through two or three witnesses. I find this in my own life. Someone will tell me a dream, and I can pick up on the interpretation quite easily sometimes. But when it comes to my own dreams, I almost never have a clue. But when I share them, God will use two different people to give me the same interpretation. I think this keeps us from running around going, thus saith the Lord, based on our own understanding or with our own message disguised as something spiritual. Hmm. Good point. Very, very very good, good Angela. Angela, Because, you know, sometimes people do get just uber spiritual and they get to be, you know, kind of like granola, all full of flakes and nuts. Fruit, flakes, and nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So Sue says, don't know. I don't dream. Seriously. I'm awake at night. And then I'm awake and it's morning. Wow. So she doesn't have dreams. Yeah. I dream almost every night. Sometimes I remember them and sometimes I don't. It's healthy to dream though, I think. I don't I don't know why someone wouldn't dream. Sue yeah. why don't you dream? Yeah. I know you're listening. Maybe I need to talk to you about melatonin. Okay. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> well, if you if you yeah, if you don't have enough melatonin, then you don't go into REM sleep, and you need ah, REM sleep, got it, too. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, go ahead. We, there's been a Star Trek episode about that. Uh, about REM sleep? Yeah. yeah. There's been a couple, a few, actually. Okay, Lisa says, most dreams have emotional significance, even if it's insignificant significance. Unrest over tomorrow's deadline, no big deal, but sneaks into our dreams. I've had a few dreams that had specific spiritual or real insight. A friend having a miscarriage, an impending tracker, tractor accident, etc., that guided me in prayer and outreach. Um, she thought that Angela had good insight about interpretations. Mm-hmm. That's really good, Lisa. Yeah. Judy says, I'm like Sue above. I know they say all people dream, but it's been years since I've woken up and been able to realize that I even had a dream. And even then, I didn't remember the dream. I sleep like a rock. Maybe God has given up on trying to speak to me little smiley face maybe she listens during the day so he doesn't have to talk to her anymore. i don't know but, i know uh, lisa says i would sure like to sleep like a rock more often <laughs> yeah 
Uh, Jeannie says, some of my dreams are definitely spiritual, and the Lord communicates that to me. Some are just me figuring out a problem or dealing with a situation. I don't agree that in all dreams the symbolism is the same. Water symbolizes sex, example. Um, I sometimes have to take, um, what's it called, terazidone to sleep, and then I just have funny, funny dreams. They're so silly that I wake myself up laughing sometimes. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, medicine can sometimes make you have goofy dreams. Or scary ones. I remember taking cough syrup one time and like having nightmare about our cat attacking us. I'm going, I don't want to take cough syrup anymore. Wow. <laughs> as, as far as figuring dreams out, she goes on, um, if I know the person, I can figure it out or work through it with them. If someone else's dream is spiritual, I can sense in, uh, in, in the spirit. If I have a reoccurring play stream, it usually means I'm trying to work something out emotionally. Yeah. yeah, good. It's, um, Timothy says, if I actually had dreams while sleeping, I'd be able to answer. And yeah, it's kind of a sad face there. The ones I do remember are nightmares mostly, but even those are fairly rare. So now we've had a few people say that they don't really dream. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Leona said, since I went through chemo, I have zero dream recollection. Mm. Now that's really interesting. Yeah. Gareth says... Wow, now here I go. Apologies that this is quite long. Rick, I generally have to no, have, an, have interest. an interest in dream reading and own a few books on the subject. I do believe that dreams are the unconscious trying to influence our daily, our day-to-day mind. The images or dream symbols are harder to read as each person has a different has different dream symbols. For example, a library might mean to someone knowledge or storage of wisdom, yet to a child that only gets his um, gets this from a computer, the symbol will change to a computer. It is up to the person receiving the dream to decide the meaning to it. Interesting. I bet we have an interesting discussion with Gareth on dreams because if he's read books on it and stuff, it would be really interesting to hear mm-hmm. what he thinks about it. Um, and the last one uh, was from our good friend Shirley from Canada. She said, Husband David had several dreams about heaven up to two years before going there. He also had dreams about end time events. Me, I can only recall one dream with an angel in it. I seem to be more spiritually dream challenged. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know some people have lots of dreams about stuff, you know, and other people don't have a whole lot. And and I have to say, in my own life, mm-hmm. um, I have had dreams uh, that were very significant. Um, one of the most recent dreams in the last couple of years was just striking. I mean, it was just amazing. I remember it, you had one on a bus that yeah, was really... Yeah, that was really, the one I was like, thinking about. Yeah pretty life-altering actually when you look at it because and i think basically most of the time it's it's i think it's god trying and maybe my my own mind trying to get me to get past something mm-hmm. you know because uh when you go through rough stuff sometimes if you don't have any resolve that stuff sticks around in your dreams mm-hmm. and uh you know you would think that sometimes i wish that some of it would just go away and i didn't ever dream about it ever again mm-hmm. and I, I wish that would be the case but that doesn't always happen so we can't real. I heard some people can control their dreams, and they, like they'll wake up and go, um, "Oh man, I want," I, I'm, and then go back to sleep to finish the dream, and they do. 
I personally can't do that. Hmm. I've never been able to. Well, I mean, once I wake up, I'm awake, and uh, and I even if I go back to sleep, I'm not back in that particular dream ever again. Sometimes I'll wake up and then I'll go back to sleep and. I'll try not to be in that dream anymore, but sometimes I go back to it anyway. That's interesting. Like if it's a dream I don't like, I don't right. know. But um, scary dream. Yeah, I, I don't like scary dreams. I don't either. I usually it's, it has to do with heights for me, and I just don't like that at all. For me, it's water. Really? We've talked about that before because I grew up along a river. Well, according to Jeannie, you know what that means. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but my my thing was I had lots of dreams about, about we lived on a river and I have dreams about my dad yeah. driving off of the road into like the, the water. The water. Yeah. And the water coming into the car. That was my That's thing. Scary. I didn't like... I guess I had a fear of drowning or something. It had to do with cars and water. Well, I, I think that dreams are a fascinating thing, and and they, I it would be so interesting to find out. Um, and I think we probably someday will when we when we get to talk to God, we'll be able to ask Him how did that whole dream thing work? What's that all about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but interesting though in the story of Joseph that he had enough discernment about him to ask God for interpretations and was able to give interpretations of dream. Now we see Joseph dream when he had the dreams when he told his brothers and he got in trouble for telling him. Mm-hmm. Then we see Joseph um, interpret dreams from other people. And now um, next time we're going to see him interpret dreams that change the course of a country. Yeah. And that's going to be really interesting. So. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to be able to finish Joseph in one podcast. I think we might need two more. Well, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't thinking that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you you'd said to me one more after this. Well, I, I think I w- I'd love to be able to talk next week about how dreams can actually put you in a place, and and now we're getting kind of symbolic and everything. But dreams can actually put you in a place of of um, uh, wisdom and authority. And as long as you are, you know, using it to help people. And I think that, that we're going to see something interesting in Joseph's life. When he's remembered, mm-hmm. put in a situation, he interprets the dreams that he gets, and then as a result of that, action is put behind it, and it saves a country. And, pe- and a bunch of people. That's good stuff. Yeah, it should be very interesting yeah. to read about that next week. So mm-hmm. I hope you got something out of today. It's kind of different. but Kind uh, of a little bit. Somewhat random, but it's kind of fun to talk about sometimes. Um, well, I think it all had to do with attitude today. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what do you do when you're in a rough situation? Do you notice people around you, and then uh, do you, are you uh, are you calm enough to actually help them with what what's going on with them? And Joseph was. So that's pretty cool. Joseph was a pretty good example. Yeah. So I'm going to play a song, and then um, we'll be back, and we're going to pray. And then we will uh, we will introduce next week's subject. Oh, we already did introduce next week's subject. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 pray when we get back and say goodbye. All right. So stick around for the song. This is good stuff.
from the past what group is that because i remember the song but it's david and the giants uh, yeah they I were always really good I, I like their music you can find their music mm-hmm. on itunes by the way uh, they have tons of different stuff of course not all of it has that slick 80s dx7 synthesizer in it like that one hey such great 80s that, music yeah they have some really rocking tunes in there too that that are really really good <laughs> i'm totally impressed with them i like them a lot but uh, there you go well, why don't we pray for folks, and then we will uh, say goodbye. Okay? Sounds like a good plan. All right, Father, I thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast. And, Lord, I know sometimes we get put in situations that aren't very exciting for us, and it's hard. Lord, help us to realize the people around us and what we can do to help them. Help us to quit focusing on the woe is me and really help out others. Thank you, God, for giving us interpretation of dreams that we might bless others and also get wisdom from you. And we just thank you again for all that you're doing in our lives and and look forward to all the help that you're going to give us as we acknowledge you. And I thank you again for each and every person. Now bless them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. All right, well, that's that. Do I get to say my my fun little... This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved now. Sure, if you want. I think I just did. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Now you get to jam out to a little bit of uh, bleach on our way out. 
See you later.